Hey everyone, welcome to the fall movie preview bonus episode. Today my friend Todd and I will be discussing our favorite picks for what's coming to theaters near you from September to December. Get ready for lots of nostalgia, royalty, freezing temperatures, and all the Oscar-nominated films Todd wants you to see. Oh, and we also discuss this hot mess that is the movie version of the beloved stage musical Cats. Does it look ridiculous? Yes. Is it going to crash and burn? Probably so. Will I be there opening weekend? You better believe it. In my Cats musical t-shirt from 1988. I wonder if that still fits. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I am your host, Lindsay. I'm here with my friend Todd, who is my movie-going friend. We say this every episode. He's the one that will go see the Oscar buzz movies, and I'm going to see everything that your children want to see. And I'm very <laughs> excited to have him on the show today because we are talking about the fall movies that are coming out, the ones that we're excited about this fall. That's going to be, what did we say, Todd? September through December, right? That is what we said, yes. Yes. and But first, what we're going to do is we're going to tell you what we thought about the movies we suggested you watch this summer. We're going to see if we were really good at our jobs or if you shouldn't listen to it at all. So, yay. Yeah. Um, what, was the, what was one that you said for everybody to watch last time, Todd? Do you want me to go in order or in order of preference? Oh, that is a great... Go in order of preference. That's good. Yes. Okay. Least favorite first. Yesterday. Yesterday. Mm, the Beatles one. The Beatles one. I had high, high hopes, Lindsay. You know I had I high, know high hopes did. for it. And uh, it just wasn't a great idea. I kept wanting it to be something. And there were some funny parts to it. But uh, most people, I think, that I've heard, and I agree with it, they just like the way it ended. It's like they... They rushed it and mm. just kind of just. You know, I'm not going to give anything away because some people may want to go see it. Right. Uh, if you like the Beatles music, you might enjoy that element of it, but definitely wait till it comes on, like you know, next day rental Red or box. something. <laughs> Red box. That's Blockbuster. Right. You need to rent it from Blockbuster. Is what you're saying? Yeah. I got it. Exactly um, right. yeah. It it got a 63 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Would you think that, that feels right? Yeah, I'd okay. give it a C plus. Okay. So, Wow, oh. you think 63% is a C plus on Rotten Tomatoes? I never thought of no, it that No, I mean, way. 63%, I guess, would be more like a D, but yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of it as a meh, so, and, I, and my mother always, and father told me that meths are Bs. You got to make straight A's or what are you going to school for? <laughs> That's for therapy, Lindsay. Moving on. Uh, what, was your, what was your next one? We're, we're climbing up. Uh, we're climbing up. Next one, another one I was really excited for once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah. Give it a B minus. Uh, yeah. You know? I good. don't because I didn't so go cool. see it, but I knew you were excited about it. So slow. And the acting was good. Don't get me wrong. Dialogue, acting, all that was good, but it's so slow and so long. And then it just hits you at the end. 
in typical Quentin Tarantino fashion, but it was still like jarring. And I was like, what? Whoa, it's too much. I heard it was gory. Very, very. At the end, it was so like almost to use the word pornographic gory. Not, uh, not in a nudity kind of way, yeah. but in a like over the top. Gross. Ugh. And yeah. I also heard Margot Robbie isn't in it as much as one might suspect from the trailers. Nope. That's exactly right. I huh. wanted a lot of Robbie. Now, Cat DiCaprio Leo was great. Mm-hmm. And so was uh was Brad Pitt and he had a dog and his dog was really great. So <laughs> <laughs> really that was a good they had a nice special relationship, Brad Pitt and his dog. Um, and that's why it was kind of fun, but overall the movie just didn't, it didn't live up to what I was expecting, but I got to remember it's Quentin Tarantino. So I don't know what I really, really expected. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And it's number nine. So he has one more left before he hangs it up. Right. That's allegedly. Yes. Okay. That, that, um, that got an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. So you are two for two, two for right. two. What was your next one? Plus one. Okay. And it was the it was kind of a romantic comedy, but I remember when we talked about it, you very aptly thought it's probably a romantic comedy, but not in the vein of like eighties, early nineties, mm-hmm. but more for today. And so it was a little dirty. There was yeah. a little there was definitely a lot of language. She was a lot more crass than yeah. um Meg than Meg Ryan ever would be. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sandy B, you would never hear That's her saying right. such things. Mm-hmm. But it was really good. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it had a, a nice, uh, it was just a good love story and just an overall good story because it kind of talked about them. I don't know if you remember the premise, but they're both like single and they keep going to weddings, so they go to weddings with each other. And so it just kind of wasn't just a comedy. It was kind of d- dove into what it's like to be in that place. And oh, I, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it. Yeah, was this good. was the one with Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid's kid, right? Yes. How yes. apropos with the Meg Ryan joke earlier. Oh, look at that. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean oh, I was about to say, I did not get that time. You are way <laughs> fancier than me, but okay. It's a happy serendipitous <laughs> moment. Um, let's see. Plus one got 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. So three yeah. for three. Look at that. And, and for the record. I did not. I did not look at the percentages when I gave my letter score. Yeah. I gave oh, that no. One. Yeah. I just. I just oh. wrote them down right before we called each other. Uh, what was your fourth one? Fourth one, Rocket Man. Yeah. And it was it was the the winner, outside of you know, uh, Marvel and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. it was the winner for the summer for me. I thought it was really really great. Um, I thought the acting, the singing, everything about it was good. It uh, made me see Elton John in a different light, mm-hmm. and who knows how accurate it is. I mean, it kind of paints him as a bit of a victim, but yet mm-hmm. also he he recovers from his addictions and all that stuff. And it was just really, really heartwarming to me. Uh, Do you think Taron Egerton will get Oscar nomination for this? He better get a nomination. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he'll win, but yeah, definitely. He, he eerily looked a lot like Elton John. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yep. In, in the same way that Rami Malek looked a lot like... Mm-hmm. Uh, Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Okay, let me do mine. I'm going to start with Late Night, that Mindy Kaling, Emma Thompson mm-hmm. movie, because I did not see it, so so I cannot rate it. Mm-hmm. However, I think I didn't necessarily forget about it. I just never saw it for it to be a choice for me to go to the movie. Does that make sense? I've, I don't feel like it was totally- out, out there for me to choose. No, I think it's because, it, isn't it an Amazon original? Yes, um, which makes me hope that it's coming to Amazon pretty soon, sooner rather than later, because it got 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, and that is high praise for Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So I'm hopeful that I do get to see it, so we can't count that one. Um, I'm going to get some hate for this, but my my next one's <laughs> Lion King. Yeesh, I liked it, and that is that is... That is my statement. I liked it. And and that is it. I'm sorry. I thought Timon and Pumbaa were the best part of the entire thing. And baby Simba was the cutest thing ever. And I, I thought they did a great job. I think it is breaking all sorts of records and probably deservedly so. But... At points, I felt like I was watching a Disney nature film, and that's when I sort of halfway checked out. Yeah. No, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just don't hate me, but I don't think Beyonce is a very good actress, even with just her voice. I agree. Okay. Don't don't tell anybody. (laughs) Because those bees in the beehive are going to come after us. Okay. Um, my next one would be, this is probably backwards than what most people think. Oh, Lion King got 53%, by the way. I, I'm just, I'm just yeah. going to point that out. Um, the next one, this is going to be backwards for a lot of people too. I liked Toy Story 4 a lot. I thought it was great. 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, which to me is incredible for this being the fourth one and toy story three came out something like 15 years ago i don't know what it is but these toys this toy story franchise has just been chugging along and they knocked it out of the park again um uh, i really like what was your favorite part of it oh my gosh i know i this is so backwards i'm such a backward person but i loved the ventriloquist dolls and their little leader, I can't remember her name, like Sally or whatever. And she'd go, thank you, Jeeves. And four weirdo ventriloquist dolls would come out of Anyway, I, I really enjoyed her and I enjoyed Bo Peep. And the teeny tiny little pocket person that went around with Bo Peep, I liked her a lot too. I can't remember her name. But um, I did feel like we we didn't have a lot of buzz which a lot yeah. of people talked about. There wasn't as much buzz in there as we wanted or Jesse, but I just got a kick out of the whole thing. I thought it was incredibly clever how they did yeah. everything and enjoyed the heck out of it. I I belly laughed over 40. I thought, yeah. <laughs> and I, when I saw that there was going to be a toy named Forky, I was like, mm, yep. they're, they're drafted. I know. He did it so well. I just love it. I know. That was a fear. And we talked about this. You can go listen to it in the podcast. We talked about how that was making us nervous. That a toy that you're introducing is a spork with pipe cleaner for arms. That can't go well. And man, they pulled it off. 
in in all of the best ways possible because Forky yeah. knew what he was. <laughs> Literally, that was one of the jokes. I am trash. (laughs) I need to be thrown away. No, no, you don't. You're her best friend. (laughs) No, I am for chili. I am for cereal. I need to be thrown away. Oh, my gosh. I loved it so much. He um, and the guy who who voices him, Tony Hale, he's Buster Uh on Arrested Development. So you just heard, hey, brother. He used that voice. (laughs) Oh, it was so good. So very good. Uh, My last one that I put at the top of my list was Spider-Man Far From Home. It had 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. And rarely is a sophomore movie... Uh, rarely does a sophomore movie beat a first movie, in my opinion. Typically, they're, they never beat. They're usually right up there, or the sophomore one is kind of the dip, and then the third one, you get back up there again. I thought it sure. was a delight. I think I liked it because it was the first thing after the Avengers and how drastically all of that ended. And so you get you get to see that, and, and you get to see him as a kid, and I, I mm-hmm. liked that a lot, too. I liked um, Zendaya, who is MJ. Oh, their, yes. little, their chemistry is so cute together. I think they used to date. I don't know if they still do in real life, Tom Holland and mm-hmm. Zendaya. But he, he and her, I'm there for it all day long. That was my, that was yeah. my absolute favorite, favorite part. All right, let's talk about uh, what we are excited to see this fall. Todd, you're going to you're gonna tell everybody four of your favorites, and I'm going to say four mainstream that they've all heard of. So why don't you go first? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the first one for me is, and these are in order that they're coming out. So okay. this one comes out, I think it's in September. Goldfinch. Yes, and, based on a book. Oh, have you read the book? No. It's pretty oh, okay. popular, though. See, I don't read oh, stuff okay. like that. <laughs> it's not a romance, so... Mm. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, I, the preview just captivated me. It just looks like it's going to... I'm sure it's going to make me cry. Um, mm-hmm. It just looks like there's all kinds of feelings going on in it. Um, and there's enough... This is what I like about it from the preview. There's enough mystery about what it's about. Like, I don't really know what it's about. Okay. But I still want to see it. Whereas, you know, a lot of sometimes movies will give you all the, they'll give you everything in the preview, and then it's like, well, I don't even need to go see the movie now. Right. But this one, I'm like, I don't really understand. So his mom dies, I know that much. Mm-hmm. And it's in a bombing at the Metropolitan Art Museum, I believe. And then he gets taken in by this wealthy family, which I didn't even get that far from the preview. I had to read that in the synopsis. Oh. But yeah, so I don't know. He gets taken in, and I guess he's only a boy and part of it, but then. He's also uh, maybe a teenager, and I, I don't know who plays him, but Nicole Kidman is the the mom. Is, I guess the mom, the the wife of the family that takes him in, ah. so stepmom or whatever that becomes, or maybe it's his actual mom who dies. I don't really know. Yeah. I can't really tell. I imagine it's the other. But anyway, um, so yeah, it's just a, it's just a hunch, Lindsay. It's a hunch. I don't have a good like. This is why I definitely want to see it. It just looks like it's going to be great. Well. So. Your gut has never failed any of us in the past, so I would go with it. And it's probably going to be Oscar nominated, so everybody just put that down on your ballot. Uh, My first one is the Downton Abbey movie. Mm. Yes, cue the music. 
I am absolutely excited about this only because I was a big Downton fan. I went in waves as everyone did. Spoiler alert, after Matthew dies, I wanted to just hang it up, but I didn't. I kept going. And then Matthew Good, uh, who plays Henry, entered my life in the last couple of episodes and then it ended. And I thought, well, what? Because I need to know how Henry and Lady Mary are doing. Plus, uh, the the queen is coming too, to Downton. What? Of course, the queen, yes. Who's Henry? I can't remember who that is. Henry is the guy who Lady Mary is married to now. He was only in the last handful of episodes, and he's played by Matthew Good, who is good looking. That's why he's named that. I'm positive. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, can't, I can't place him in my head. I don't know why. That's yes. Oh, he I, he's seared in my brain. Um, it has it has been <laughs> breaking. Yes, it has. It has. He's in my age range too, so I don't feel weird about it. Um, in. <laughs> Um, but Downton Abbey is breaking records with their pre-sales, so that's exciting. It comes out September 20th, and I will be there. All right. Yeah, I'm sure I'll see it, too. But I just looked him up, and I still can't remember him, so I don't what? know. He didn't leave an impression on me, Lizzie. <laughs> <laughs> that's just plain crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your second one? Uh, Joker. Oh, yeah. Movie. Uh, this is the backstory of the beloved villain, the Joker. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's going to be hard to top Heath Ledger's Joker, but uh, I think this is going to do it. Um, I think it's Joaquin Phoenix that plays him. Right? It is, yes. Yeah. And uh, Robert De Niro's in it. Uh, I just love a good origin story. And DC, DC is, is you know, they've struggled. We've they talked do. about that. Mm-hmm. They struggled. They have struggled a lot, but they are really good in that dark kind of mm-hmm. sinister place. When mm-hmm. they try to get, when they try to do like Iron Man or something that's light and fluffy, they don't, it doesn't work very well. But no. when they get in that dark spot, mm. <laughs> so I, I think this is going to be really good. Are you, are you tired of the Joker though? I feel like every time I turn around, there's another Joker. Well, that's a fair point, but I don't know that anyone has done it. So in the, in the span of my life with the Joker, right? We've got uh, Jack Nicholson, yes, which was a great interpretation. So loved good. It. And then nothing was good until Heath Ledger, which right. was phenomenal. But totally different, right? Yep. This one feels like it's going to be more like Heath Ledger's interpretation, much more... Uh, troubled mm-hmm. and not, so not cartoony. comical yeah not cartoony yeah mm-hmm. yes. yeah exactly and uh so yeah i'm i'm not overdone with the joker I, I think i'm okay i'm okay with another another iteration of it okay my second one is last christmas which i was surprised wasn't on your list because i know you're a christmasy person but it is yeah. it is the the wonderful amelia clark or mother of dragons <laughs> Whichever yeah, way you want to call her. And Henry Golding, which is the main guy in Crazy Rich Asians, and it's a love story. I think she's kind of troubled and, oh, bad luck. And he comes along and, and helps her realize, you know, she is lovely. She does deserve romance. And the whole thing is set to George Michael's music. I'm in. 
Well, now, Lindsay, I don't even know that I saw that because it would have been on my list. <laughs> no, it wouldn't have, because I would have fought you for it and said, no, right, this right. is my, <laughs> my podcast, my movie. <laughs> Gosh, that is going to be good. Doesn't it sound great? Wow. I'm a little bit nervous um, because it it has um, not not in the in the cast vibe, but it has a love actually vibe to it where you can tell it's British a four weddings and a funeral vibe you know that British people put this together and it's set in London and 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 you and you feel that whenever you're watching the trailer and that always gives me warm fuzzies because I want I have that up on a high pedestal so I want it to be up here with love actually and four weddings and a funeral and all that business I don't know if it will be, but Emma Thompson is in it, and I watch anything she does, except for this late night movie, which I completely forgot about, Mm -hmm. and I think it's going to be great. There's even a new George Michael song that apparently he was working on an album when he passed away, and Mm -hmm. one of those songs is in this movie during the credits, so I'm very excited. Well, I'm excited about it, too. I don't know how I missed it. Yay. I guess I just looked at the I looked at the poster for it, and I guess it just didn't grab my mm-hmm. attention. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Well, it's cute. Yeah, I'll add that one to my list. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's your next one? Next one is Knives Out, and that one comes out uh, around Thanksgiving, so November twenty seventh. Uh, so Knives Out. Do you know what it's about? Have you seen preview for it? And you're saying knives, like a K N I V E. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. No, I do not. It sounds like murder. Well, it it feels like from the preview, like the whole time I was watching the preview, I'm like, oh, this is an Agatha Christie story. Mm -hmm. Like it just, I was like, oh, that's going to be be you know Poirot. It's it's uh, Chris Evans. No, is it Chris Evans or Daniel Craig that plays the the Poirot character? Anyway, so Daniel Craig's in it. Chris Evans is in it. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Uh, really? there's a, there's quite a cast. Yeah. Huh. And it, it takes place in this, uh, you know, like rich home or whatever. And this family is all gathered for their father's birthday and he dies right before his birthday or right after or something like that. And it's a, it's a whodunit type movie. Oh, like the family, somebody in the family killed him. Well, you, we don't know. Oh. We don't know. We think, we think. Yeah. And it's, it's just witty enough to where it's like, oh, this is going to be a dark comedy. And I am a sucker for dark comedy. Oh, it's funny. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking. It feels okay. like it's going to be fun. Yeah. Okay. And he was killed by a knife, I'm assuming? Uh, I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. We don't know. Don't know. Wow. Just like much much like the, the Goldfinch, this is like you it's don't know. just mysterious enough to where you don't really know what's going to happen. Um, but as was true with Murder on the Orient Express. Remember we talked about that. Mm-hmm. A lot of big names makes me nervous, but mm-hmm. this one this one doesn't have all the big names, so I think it should be I think it should be good. It looks like it'll be a fun one. Well, that just sounds like great family fun for you and your family Indeed. Thanksgiving to all go Indeed. and see the movie about families killing the patriarch. Just tell your dad, "Hey now." <laughs> Don't read into this, Father. Oh, man. Um, okay, my next one is Frozen 2. Duh. Yes. It comes out November 22nd. 
I loved the first one. Uh, I didn't, ex- I didn't, I wasn't expecting it. It was a happy accident that I loved the first one as much as I did. Now, I didn't obsess about it like all the children of the world back in the day, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I did go see it with uh, our friend Amy, and we had a conversation about Frozen after the movie and how we loved it and what it represented and how great the music was and how wonderful the animation was. So I'm, I'm looking forward to Frozen 2. Uh, I'm not putting very high expectations on it. I think it, I, I, I'm going into it like I did when I went into Toy Story 4, just kind of thinking this will be fun, nostalgic. Let's look back at these characters we know. Uh, the trailer is very ominous. It's all instrumental. There's no Very speaking, mm-hmm. and uh, Elsa wears pants. We have to get to the bottom of that. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, they go to a place that isn't frozen. So yeah. I'm wondering if we're getting into the autumn months, and why is it not called autumn instead of frozen, or leafy, or crisp? Hmm? Yeah. I mean, I will definitely get crisp. <laughs> I don't know. Crunchy? I was trying to think of something with leaves. Like frozen ice, crunchy leaves. I don't know. Moving on. You will go see it. Great. Of course I'll go see it. Okay. It's going to be good. But it, yeah, it's going to be good. Of course. It's going to be great. Uh, what's your last one? All right. You should know. You do know what it is. And uh, yeah, it's Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a lot of feelings around this one. Oh, I know. Mm, so many, so many. Um, Are they yeah, anxious excited. like me? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Nervous, anxious. Um, I'm a little sad because it kind of, you know, they're going to close the door on the whole. Yeah. End this. of an era. Now, we know that it's not really the end because they're just going to keep making other movies, whatever. But this one, they're closing it out. So, um, but I'm I'm super, super excited about it. Uh what I what I hope it isn't is just a bunch of like let's just throw everybody who's ever mm. been in a Star Wars movie in this movie and you know tip our hat to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, how is Han going to be in it unless there's a flashback, which there could be. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know is it, who is it that laughs at the end? We don't know. It's we Palpatine. Don't know. I don't know why. I'm really, really excited about it. I just, um, I'm worried that it's going to be a letdown. And then I'm also worried about the crazy super fans who are going to like pick it apart and, mm. and it, make it not good, even if it is good. You know what I mean? I agree. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. I watched The Force Awakens with our friend Andrea the other night because we're all going to. Disney World and Galaxy's Edge will have opened and so she needs to know who the so she needs to know who these people are because you can say Kylo Ren and she'll just cock her head to the side like hmm what and she doesn't know who Ray is Um, she doesn't know who Finn is she doesn't know who Poe is so we watched the first one Man, I was just reminded what a fun, great job J.J. Abrams did on that movie. And um, I didn't love the second one as much as I did the first one because that's my whole thing with trilogy. I always feel like the middle dips Mm -hmm. a little bit. And so I, too, have high hopes for this third one. Uh, But it's going to it's Abrams is back, right? J.J. Abrams is back. I think so. I don't know, but I think so. And it's just going to be. 
it it's going to be hard because so much has to get wrapped up. I think unless they don't wrap it up, which will also tick people off too, if they have some sort of Sopranos moment. But I think there's a lot that has to get wrapped up and we have to figure things out. So we'll see, but I am excited for that one too. Yes, it is. JJ Abrams is the director. He's the only director listed. And there you go. Three, there's five writers listed. I don't know. I think it's going to be good. I mean, I, I grade everything scores on a curve anyway so i'm gonna like it no matter what but um yeah yeah and i like the new characters i obviously don't like them as much as the original crew but Mm -hmm. i do i like i like ray a lot i want to see what happens with her and kylo i don't know this is gonna be good all the way around yeah i think so too and if you are one to want to go see it i would suggest you just fight through your ambit your ambition no i'm not thinking ambitions no your snow ambitions what's the word i'm thinking of i'm turning into my father um i know i'm trying to say fight through inhibitions that's it inhibitions i was almost there okay (laughs) (laughs) i would fight through your inhibitions and try to go opening weekend because sitting by a star wars freak when you're watching this movie is better entertainment than the movie. It is so much fun. I know you probably are like, nah, no, don't. But I had the best time sitting next to the star Wars guy whenever I saw force awakens and he giggled and laughed and cheered and was super excited. Same happened with this weirdo guy. I sat by when I saw wonder woman and she ripped off her cloak and had her Wonder Woman hair for the first time. He went, yes, in his seat. <laughs> and it just made the movie so great that he was so excited. And this guy beside me when the Star Wars, you know, the words come up and they're going off into the distance with the soundtrack. I mean, he was so, he, he wanted to stand up, but knew he couldn't. It was the best. I would suggest you go with somebody like that. Uh, My last one is Little Women. It comes out Mm. um, on Christmas Day. And I I have a heart relationship with the one from 1994, not because of Winona Ryder, but because of Christian Bale. And he was Laurie. And that came out right after my beloved Newsies. So I was in a real Christian Bale place. (laughs) And I just thought he was the best thing ever and totally understood why everybody was in love with him. And I I, I enjoyed Little Women, even though, it, it, I mean, it's a up and down, happy, sad, happy, sad story. So to remake it again feels like, okay, it's time, 1994, 2019, I guess it's time. But I'm, I, I'm intrigued by, I can't ever say her name. It's so... I can't say her name. The girl who plays Joe. I'm going to spell it. S-A-O-I-R-S-E. And her last name's Ronan. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Sorcy. Ronan. She plays Joe. She looks like she's going to kick it. Emma Watson plays Meg. I'm pretty excited about that. Meryl Streep is Aunt March. What? Oh, wow. Laura Dern is Marmy. So I'm I'm really really excited and and Timothy Chalamet is Laurie and I think he's awesome so I have I have pretty high hopes for this too but 
in my opinion, you can't really screw up Little Women because the story is great in and of itself. So hopefully we have some pretty stellar actors around it. I I am going to look at Emma and see Hermione Granger because I will always see Hermione Granger when she was Belle. I saw Hermione Granger. And so now that she's Meg, I'm going to see Hermione Granger. So I'm glad she's not Joe. I don't know that I've ever seen any version of Little Women. Really? Yeah. So should I watch the, the 1994 version first or should I just No, I would go in fresh with this one. Okay, you have some <laughs> honorable mentions. Why don't you tick through those and tell everybody your thoughts on those? So the first one I have is It Part 2. Nope. It's Stephen King. I know, yeah. Mm-mm. And normally I have two horror movies on this What? Shocking. I know, it's weird, but they're both Stephen King novels, though. Oh, okay. So It 2, I read It when I was in like middle school or early high school. I don't remember. Ew. So I saw Part 1. It was good. I can't wait to see part two. So I'm excited about that. I know that it's it's not typical for me, and it's probably not typical for most of your listeners. But um, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna watch it. Okay. You want me to go through all mine? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think this is one of yours too, Judy. Yes. The Judy Garland story. Yes. I was shocked when they said that it was Renee Zellweger playing her. Mm-hmm. I, did, I I had no idea that that was her. She. It's it's amazing mm-hmm, <laughs> to me mm-hmm. yeah it's so gonna make me sad because i think judy garland's story is tragic but man she looks yeah, just yeah. like her and i like a bio bio i like a biopic <laughs> <laughs> well okay. my next one's a biopic too harriet about harriet tubman okay uh so that's gonna be good about how she started underground railroad uh that comes out in november i think then the, the next horror movie is Dr. Sleep, and it is a sequel to The Shining. Ooh, no. And so the boy, the boy from The Shining, who has The Shining, he's grown up. And this is a book that Stephen King wrote. I think he wrote it recently, mm-hmm. uh, like, like in the past, I don't know, five, ten years. And this is, so it's a sequel to The Shining. So that's going to be interesting. Um, and that's the only reason I want to see it is... It's the sequel to The Shining, and The Shining is such a uh, masterpiece of cinematic genius. And the book is really good, too. So, yeah. Okay. I will and not then, be seeing that. Yeah, that didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> the last one I have is is just kind of, it's kind of quirky and weird, but it's Honey Boy. And okay. it is out, it's, uh, I think I might have heard it on the podcast, but I think I also just saw the preview. And... Maybe I heard of it. it's anyway. It's about Shia LaBeouf. It's he wrote it and is directing it, and it is about his story about how he grew up. Mm-hmm. And he plays it, his father, right? He plays his own father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's weird. Have you seen the pre? Yeah, it is weird. Have you seen the preview? I did. Yes. Did, what did you think of it? It it made me think that his story is sad. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. for sure, sad. But didn't it look very artistic and clever? And that's oh, yeah. what I is that it looks very um, entertaining to watch mm-hmm. and, uh, and and artistic. That's the word I'm looking for. Okay. Make it any more than that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine are, I just have um, three. I did have Judy as well. But one of mine is A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which is yes. about Mr. Rogers and... Uh, Tom Hanks plays Mr. Rogers and I believe the premise is based on 
maybe loosely based on a true story where a reporter follows him around for a day and learns okay. about his life. And Tom Hanks, um, I think, can do no wrong, obviously. But he, he it looks like he's kind of channeling Mr. Rogers in a good way. So I'm excited about that. Um, my second one is Jumanji. No, no judgment here on the podcast. I'll probably see it too. I'm just not as excited as maybe you are. Well, I'm, I'm not so excited, but it's your fault because you said, <laughs> <laughs> you said, yeah, I saw Jumanji with my nephew, I think, or something. And I remember, yeah, what are you talking totally. about? And you said it was pretty good. And it was on yeah. stupid HBO or Stars or something the other day, and I recorded it because I remember thinking, "Oh, Todd said that was funny," and I watched it and I cracked up the entire time. Yeah. I love Dwayne the Rock Johnson with my whole heart, and Jack Black didn't annoy <laughs> me, and the girl was great, and yeah. Joe Jonas <laughs> is my heartthrob. So I think yeah. I might give the sequel. A shot, but I don't know if I'll go to the movie theater to see it. But I, I am intrigued by it. I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I went to see the first one just because my nephew wanted to see it. I really didn't want to see it, and I ended up loving it. Yeah, it's so weird. Uh, the last one is Spies in Disguise, and that is an animation with Will Smith, and he's he is a Oh, I would say like a James Bond type character and Tom Holland is the the Q, the guy who is behind okay. the scenes that does all the techie stuff. And he accidentally <laughs> turns Will Smith into different animals <laughs> by accident. Right. Like he turns into a lizard or a chameleon or something like that and he can't fight crime anymore. So that looks yeah. that looks cute. The last thing I do want to talk about is um Clearly in the <laughs> what is going on in Hollywood category of life, um, it is Cats. As in Cats the Musical is now going to be Cats the Movie. Mephistopheles. M- Mr. Mephistopheles and Old Deuteronomy and Rum Tum Tugger. The gang's all here. And it broke the internet, not because so many people were rushing to YouTube to watch the trailer, but so many people were rushing to YouTube to watch the trailer because people like me blasted out on social media, have you seen the trailer to Cats? I need to know your feelings on this right away. It's disturbing is a good way to put it. Um Unfortunate is another word that comes to mind. Remember how you said 10 minutes ago about how you get very, very anxious when you see a whole bunch of Hollywood, uh, a ton of great actors all on the same call sheet. It, that yep. is this. Let me just let me just go through some of the some of the cats in this in this movie. Um, Idris Elba is in it. Rebel Wilson, Taylor uh. Swift. Dame Judy Dench, uh, Ian McKellar, James Corden, Jennifer Hudson, and Jason Derulo are all cats. <laughs> now that's the one that just kills me. <laughs> now when I, mean, I they say all cat, like yeah, when I say cat, I need you to picture 
the musical and how everybody is in some sort of catish leotard with fur here and there and a tail somewhere and and their face is all painted up like a cat and that makes sense sort of but in the movie they everything else is bigger because they're cats and that's where i kind of went "Mm." so if they're all playing on a bed there's 70 of them on this big huge box that's supposed to be a bed and we see a chandelier way up high and a dresser that is huge on the side that's the part that made me question what this was about and I, I don't know if it's going to make fun of itself, if it's going to blow that out of the water, and, and that way it's okay, because some of it looks a little CGI, and that that is troublesome, and other parts looks like the musical, and then other parts looks like they filmed it in my kitchen, so I don't yeah. know what to expect. It, I don't think they're going to make fun of themselves. I think they are making... They are taking this very seriously, and it's it's very sad to see poor Jennifer Hudson. Her like yes. the snapshot of her. Oh, it's just not good. Yes, and she is the one singing the iconic song. Memory. She is singing yeah. "Memory," and and I bet she can. I bet she can sing it. But I would prefer her standing in front of a symphony in a lovely sparkly dress with a microphone, singing it mm-hmm. versus in a leotard with the tail and you know licking her hand and raking it through her ear because she's cleaning herself (laughs) i'm looking at a picture here and it says i think it's the picture of uh taylor swift and it says this is not a cat this is an abomination (laughs) (laughs) i just don't know i don't i don't think now, I did hear someone on the podcast said, look, it's, the musical made, you know, billions of dollars on yeah. stage. This this will make money. People will go see it. It'll be successful. But that doesn't mean it's going to be good. That's exactly right. <laughs> and will I be one of those people? Why, yes. Yes, I will. <laughs> I may live vicariously through you on this one. I don't know what I can do it. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. I love doing this podcast and I love that people want to tune in to hear what I have to say along with Todd and some guy in Austin and Stephanie and Laura and my mother, my sister, and everyone else who helps me out with the show. Um, FYI, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you would head over there and leave us your thoughts, preferably with a five-star review, but whatever you think, it helps other people find the show. Thanks so much, and make sure to follow me on the socials. You can find me at Lindsay, that's L-I-N-C-E-E, I know it's weird, on Twitter, and Lindsay Ray, R-A-Y, on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my books, Why I Hate Green Beans, and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold. And if you're still listening at this point, I would love to hear other 
podcast ideas you would like for me to consider because I feel like if you've made it this far you are a true fan or you're someone who's cleaning their house right now and listening it through some sort of speaker system so you can't really fast forward and stop it so you're forced to sit here and listen to me ramble at the end of my podcast I always like to do this every once in a while just to see If anyone is still listening, and you know what? Someone always is. It's one person. I would love for you to be that one person. And I want you to tell me, hey, I would love for you to do a podcast on fill in the blank. For example, someone asked me the other day to do one on Disney planning, which I thought was super duper interesting. So I'm definitely going to do that. Mama has agreed to do another It's a Love Story podcast, and the movie she chose is actually a musical, but I didn't want her to feel bad, so we're going to record that this weekend. It's going to be super fun. If you didn't hear the podcast I did with her last time, it's on Pretty Woman, and oh my gosh, it's so funny. It's one of the the most well-received ones of all time because she is hilarious and I just sit there and giggle the whole time but if you have any ideas I'd love to hear them you can message me you can email me if you got my phone number you can text me if you call I may not answer I'm weird like that but it's okay you love me until we're together again love you mean it Texas forever 